With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Let's keep it Good evening, whatever time it is where you are in this great, big, wonderful world in which we live. Welcome to the It's Real Radio Talk Show. I am your host, Elder Coilette James, and as always, I am joined by my just absolutely gorgeous, vivacious, (laughs) and intelligent co-host, Miss Tanya Roberts. Hey, lady, how you doing today? I am awesome. Thank God. It is so hot down here with the humidity. Worse, it's like feels like Florida weather, sis. But I'm thanking Mm. God because I'm still alive. And today I choose to be grateful. Amen. Amen. You know, that's, and that's the truth. It is a choice. It is a choice. We can walk around with our head held down and you know, God knows, I'm sure everybody has things going on in their life that they could choose to cause them um, to stay in a funk or to constantly have an attitude or to be constantly angry and all kind of things. However, we can choose also to be grateful and joyful and at peace. <laughs> so, amen. I'm so glad to hear that. What is going on in your neck of the woods beside the heat? Well, I'll tell you, sis, it's so much. You turn on television, you want to turn it off. Turn on the radio, you want to turn it off. You go to work, people are constantly talking about it. What's going on? We've been talking about riding so much, we forgot about the COVID-19. Hmm. This is true. I'm going to say a check for the same people again that's out there standing for a cause, go to the voting polls. That's where mm-hmm. you're trying to match. Don't let anybody know. They try to destroy us so we won't go to the voting polls. They're trying to tell us if we go, we're going to get sick, we're going to get beat up, or something's going to happen. But that's not what we're all about. It's about making your change at that ballot. Know who you're putting in there. 
Don't just say, uh, well, as long as it ain't Trump. Know who you put in there and what they're standing for. You no, have for real. Amen. For real, for real. Yes, I wholeheartedly agree. We're going to go to our topic in just a moment, but just what you said just, you know, triggered something in me that our president um, said this week in a, a rant against the Republican senator from Alaska, and he was very upset because she had agreed with General Mattis about his um, about Trump's antics. And so he said in his tweet, um, most people don't know where they're going to be in two years, but I know exactly where I'm going to be. I'm going to be in Alaska um, rooting and supporting whoever is running against whatever the senator's name was. And this is how he put it. He said, good or bad, does not matter to me. As long as you have a pulse, I'll be there supporting you. And I just thought to myself, yeah, this is our commander-in-chief. But anyway, not to get into that, I, I said that for a reason based on what you just said. There, you know, you've got to make um, critical decisions. You've you got to, without getting overwhelmed by everything that's going on, you still need to be kept up in, in, with current events and make sure you're not just voting a party, you're voting a person. Make sure that whoever you are putting your vote behind, you've done the research that you need to do and found this person to be equipped to lead, equipped whether it's the mayor, county commissioner, um, coroner, I don't care who it is you're voting for, a judge, president of the United States, Senate, Congress, make sure you've done your homework. You know, and that's that's really, really important. It's not just about defeating Trump, okay? It is about who will be the best person to sit in a seat of authority. And you might find yourself in the place where I quite frequently find myself in, and, and that place is, I don't like either one of them. So, you know, then what? Then at that point, that's when, you know, and you should have done this to begin with, but really it's important that after you've done your homework, that you've gone to the Lord and say, okay, what is it, Father, that you're seeing in the midst of this? You know, because he will take the foolish things and confound the wise, okay? He will put people in power, you know, for various different reasons. And sometimes we don't really even understand the depth of those reasons. But it, it is just critical. It is critical in this hour that we are doing our homework and not just going along with the okie doke all across the board. Uh, which leads us into our conversation for today. And that is, as the body of Christ, where do we fit in all of this that's going on today? We are in such a volatile state of being right now in our country. I don't think since the Civil War, I don't think our country has been more divided than it is right now. Um, and, and technically, as experts are looking at the state of the country right now, it's like we are headed to another civil war. Um, this one is going to be quite different from the last one. But at the same time, the undercurrent, which is really odd, but the undercurrent is almost the same. And it is, you know, do we as an ethnic group, you know, beyond the body of Christ, do we as an ethnic group have the right 
to equality and to stand up for what's right. So, it, you know, we find ourselves in um, in in some conflicting situations. Um, but in the midst of that, where do we, as the body of Christ, where do we fit? Forget about your ethnicity for a moment. And I'm saying this, and I'll get back to, to us as an ethnic people. But for a moment, forget about the color of your skin. Forget about where your ancestors came from. Let's focus in, first and foremost, if, if we claim to be children of the most high, that supersedes everything else because, see, you didn't choose the color of your skin. You didn't choose your gender. You didn't choose the era in which you were born. That was chosen for you by God when he created you. So if you are a child of God, first and foremost, how does that play into the equation of where we are right now as a nation and as a people. So, sis, I'm gonna. I'm, this is your topic today, so I'm gonna let you expound in, you know, in your feelings. So many emotions about it, and I love what you're saying. You know, it's really sad when you say I don't like one or the other. Well, sometimes you have to be able to go with. There's always a third party on the ballot, and a lot of people don't pay attention to that. What I'm asking you to do is just be led by your spirit and what you're doing and why you choose to do what you do because it's so important right now. We don't want, you know, people, we have to fight a different fight now. We can't tear up stuff. I don't believe it's a lot of us tearing up anything. I believe it's a lot of people causing that consequence so it can look like we're tearing up something. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not, it's, we're not. But what it is, the enemy is trying to give us distraction of what's really going down. And, you know, sis, it's just something because I've heard so many people of color, not of color. We say people of color, you can go as far as Puerto Rican, black, Indian, African, Ethiopian. We're a large nation. And then you can say, no, please, I don't want anybody to take this wrong. If you do, you know, white, without that, they're standing for us as well because what you're saying is this is just. I love the fact that God is allowing us to start to stand. And I'm divided, we divided, we fall. But together we do stand as a nation. It doesn't matter what color it is. It's what's right. And we have a choice right now to choose. And if we don't make a choice right now to choose, then it's going to turn into a disaster that none mm-hmm. of us will be able to control. They're trying to show us right now on Netflix and Hulu and everything else. Pay attention to the movie. You get caught up. You don't have to. Oh, conspiracy theory or whatever you choose. But the word of God said he'll come like a thief in the night. And I don't know about you, sis. Seems like a thief is taking over. I work at a grocery store when I see the price of the beef going up when they said it. It was going to go up three, six months ago, a year ago. It's up now. You went to sleep, you woke up, things are higher, anything else you want is higher. And then your income don't seem like it's changing. Well, what I'm saying to you is, where are you at right now? What are you feeling right now? Because God said even in family shall be fed. That's what he told us. What promises are you holding on to? What are you believing in this time? How far do you feel you need to go? And what is God calling you to do in this situation? I really wish people would call in. If you don't call in, 
say something because people don't realize that silence is a good fight, but it's not good enough sometimes. Sometimes you have to speak. Amen. Absolutely. Um, silence is not always golden, um, you know, and as leaders, especially within the body of Christ, if there ever was a time to be heard, I believe now is the time, you know, um, please, please don't buy into this crap about separation of church and state. Okay. Because bottom line, you know, if you are, if you have a relationship with God, we, we are definitely not talking about religion. We're not talking about denomination, none of that. If you have a relationship with God, and we have talked about this several times on this show, then you are here and you're representing his kingdom. You are here as his ambassador. And as his ambassador, it is a fiduciary right and, and requirement that you take a stand, that you take a stand, and that your voice is heard. You know, we as the body need to react to things a little bit different than people that are just out in the world. Why? Because, you know, we cannot allow, and, and this is a struggle we have. We talked about this last show. This is a struggle we have in keeping our emotions in, in check so that, that we don't allow our anger at everything that's going on to overrule the spirit of the living God that is within us and do stupid stuff, <laughs> okay? Because, hey, we are human, you know, and the word never told you not to get angry. He said, be angry and sin not. So, you know, we've got to make sure that we're bringing our emotions in check but that does not mean that we are not to have feelings about what is going on and that we are to keep silent. This is not the time. This is not the time. It is time to raise up, raise up your voice in, in a, a dignified manner. Raise up your voice. I, this is one thing that I taught my children and my grandchildren growing up. Make sure that your words have weight. Don't just say something to be saying it. Don't just say something to be heard, you know, but make sure that when you speak, you have thought about what it is that you're saying and that your words mean something. So they need to have weight to them so that when people hear you, they're not blowing you off because you always talking out of the side of your neck, but they're listening. It's like that old commercial about E.F. Hutton, when they said that when E.F. Hutton said something, everybody got quiet because they wanted to listen to hear. Well, here's the key. If we're representing the spirit of the living God, then when we open our mouth, we need to do that as his oracle. So therefore, it is the word of God that needs to proceed between our lips, okay? And so when we say something, it should have merit. It should have weight. We should not be spreading conspiracy theories. We should not be spreading gossip. We should not entertain all the different confusing um, rants that are currently out there. You know, I think I said this last week in one of my Facebook lives a couple of weeks ago, you know, I was just trying to check in with the people and just, you know, how are you feeling? How are you doing? What's going on with you? Yada, yada, yada. And this was before the eruption of everything that happened 
um, with the gentleman that lost his life. It was just, you know, how are you feeling in the midst of the quarantine? How are you handling, you know, cities opening back up and, you know, and you're getting back out there or whatever. And somebody came on my timeline and it was just like, you know, uh, wake up, sister. This is all a hoax and yada, yada, yada. And it was like, you know what, hey, I don't know if it's 5G. I don't know if it's a virus. I don't know if it, it, it is bio-warfare. I don't know none of that. What I do know to be a fact is that people are dying, <laughs> okay? So, therefore, we need to use wisdom. Much in that same vein, it's like the, the unrest that's in our country right now is based on and built upon ethnic people being treated in a non-humane way and it being okay. And we're saying it is not okay. And that's across the board. You know, Blacks, Hispanic, Latinos, I mean, you know, <laughs> I promise you, this tripped me out. And, and it, it's like it, it's not comical, but when you really think about it, it is. And, and my granddaughter, who's here with me, showed this to me the other day. And it was this African-American gentleman sitting up talking to this Caucasian anchor person who worked for Fox. Um, but And they're having this dialogue, and she is really trying to prove her point, you know, about why we shouldn't be acting the way we're acting. And he brought up a very, very good point. And she was like, a law has been passed where, and this was toward the Latinos, it wasn't even toward the Blacks, but she was saying a law has been passed where, you know, if a crime is being committed, that now, and this was, I believe, in Texas, that now the police have the right um, to not only stop and detain an individual around that crime scene, but demand their papers to find out if, whether or not they are actually a U.S. citizen. And she was saying how wonderful she thought this law was. And they got into a little debate, a little heated debate. Um, but his last line before the video ended was, well, if that's the case, basically that law should have been, since you, you're so pro this law, that law should have been in, in effect for the Native Americans to be able to utilize against your ancestors when they came over here, because every one of them were illegal. You better shut up. <laughs> and it was just like, okay. And the video ended. I really would have loved to hear her retort from it. <laughs> just like, but it was just like, well, brother man, you got a point there. You got a point there. But you know, it's like we've got to understand that in all of this, people, they're they're both sides to the equation. Um, another another thing that blew up this past week, elderly man in Buffalo, New York, and this was a Caucasian man, 75 years old, and the police pushed him down. He walked up and, and they were coming like with riot gear on anyway, but as you don't hear what he was saying to them. You just hear him, you see him talking to the police and you see the police shoving him down he fell backwards hit his head and you could see the blood coming out of the back of his head another officer went to reach to bend down look like to check him the one of the officers that pushed him down pushed the other officer away like no don't check him 
you know. And they originally, this is what got me, when the Buffalo Police Department originally released their report on it, they said the man tripped and fell. What they did not realize is there was a news camera filming the whole thing. And so when the film was released, then they had to backpedal. So supposedly, um, I'm not sure if they fired the other two people or if they were just on leave or whatever, but I know they were charged. So they probably were fired, the two officers. And in a show of solidarity, over 100 policemen and firemen stood up on the steps of the courthouse when these two officers went to be arraigned on Friday, saying that it was disgraceful that the officers were being treated in this manner. I'm just like, really? I mean, this is an old man, 75 years old. You done pushed him down, hit his head. He could have died. In fact, last I saw, he was in serious condition. I don't know what his condition is at this point. But And then you left him laying there on the sidewalk bleeding out without trying to assist. And but it's deplorable that these officers were charged with aggravated assault. Are you serious? It is like, you know, you stop to think, really, where have we as a nation wound up? This is crazy. And then it's like, again, as a body of Christ, you're asking yourself, well, where do you fit in here? You fit in here because you're a representative of God. And you definitely have a voice. So I'm a I'm a hush for a minute and let you go from there. Man, I can sit and just get some popcorn and listen to you all day because <laughs> what you're saying is really real. I've seen another officer in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and I, I try not to understand or try to get into television, guys, because I believe the reason why they call it television because it tells lies to vision. So... I believe the reason why they call it the telephone is because it tells on you. So however you guys feel about that, that's how I feel. You know what's really sad to me is that we don't know what to believe or not. Mm-hmm. We don't know what to We hear the real news, the fake news. I was watching some kids at a lake. They weren't a color. I didn't even see one little speckled chocolate chip in the bunch. Yacht pulled up to the dock on both sides. And they were asking him, don't you guys kind of feel threatened? You don't want to wear any masks? And he said, why should we be concerned if the president ain't concerned? He ain't wearing a mask. If he ain't wearing a mask, why should we wear a mask? Why should we be concerned? Mm-hmm. Another youngster said, well, me and my parents talked about it, and we decided that if we get it, you know, we just hang in there like a family like we always do, and we'll get through it. Mm-hmm. Another girl said, well, if that's God's will, then if that's what it's meant for us to die of, then we're going to die of it. That's what I'm say that. I don't know what to believe about any of it. I don't know whether to say yay or nay. It's not that because I believe in the word of God. It said you ain't going to be in the struggle of sin. I can believe a lot of things. I mean, anytime you guys are know, you're going to know how I feel about the whole situation. Please believe me. I got to give you a little bit by a little bit. I think it's all disgusting. I think it's uh, a way of dividing and to try to conquer. I believe that we're not paying attention to anything right now. While we're sleeping, the prices of food and the prices of this and that is going up. I said to him, I work in the meat department now. I told him, you guys get ready. It's going to be more theft than ever. 
they get ready, it's getting ready to go down. And believe me, it's already been going down. No man knows not the minute nor the hour or the time or the day when he said he's going to come. I say live and live the best you can. I talked to a friend today and she was like, well, my church said they're going to open up the middle part of June. I don't think I'm going to go. And I say, well, the church didn't begin there anyway. Begin in your heart. Where are you at? You still got to know how to pray. You still got to know how to pray to him. And you still got to know how to commune with him, whether the church doors are open or not. And it's difficult right now because now you're being touched in a certain way to realize that where you're going because that's what you're supposed to do or where you're going because that's what you knew you you had to do. Such a big difference. So I believe the churches are closed right now because this is the 50th. The chaff from the wheat, the sifting the real from the faith. I'm tired of people going to churches and playing church and calling themselves a title that they did not even deserve, but because they said that God said, you said, not me. I don't really care if people get mad at me or not because I look at people, keep it real. I'm going to tell you right now, if you want to know about me, I'm going to tell you, you can't handle the truth. Because it's, I realize now that it's not about that. Where are you at in your life with all this? I really feel like people, each one, teach one. That's what I keep hearing in my spirit. Tell people the right way, not the wrong. It hurts to tell the truth. They may not like you, but do it anyway. Isaiah, the 33rd chapter. I send you as a watchman over my people. If I tell you that this is going to happen, you better tell them. If you tell them any different, the blood of them are on your hands. That's a hard pill to swallow as a watchman over God's people. But I'm telling you right now, pay attention, people. Go to God. Kneel down on your knees. Ask him what is it that he has with you. That you can be awesome in this time of hours that you need to be. I'm just so sad that so many people are fighting a fight. They don't even know why they're fighting. You guys are voting. You don't even know why you're voting. And when you don't vote, you don't know why. Your choice matters. They try to tell us that we're not powerful, but we are. Hmm. We're very much powerful. They try to tell us that we were cursed. That was all a lie. We were the blessed tribe. We have to go forth, stand together as a nation, one nation under God. They try to take all of that off, the dollar bill, the $50 bill, all that. I want somebody to take a quarter, a dime, and a nickel, and a penny, and line it all up. I want you to line it up. And what you're going to see is the brown penny is looking the other way. Because long time ago, they were angry because Abraham Lincoln wants to free the slave. So they turned him the other way and put him on a copper penny, which meant that he was brown, black, of course. And he wasn't worthy of looking the same way as the other. They lied and told stories. 
I want you to do it. Do that exercise. A quarter, a dime, a nickel. Line it up and a penny. And then you'll see what I'm saying. Look up, nation. Oh, you heavenly gate. Look up, my children. You who are blessed by God. It doesn't matter. It's not about you being black. It's a view of being right, of the right choice. You can be white. You can be Indian. You can be whatever color. But you're standing for the right, and that's for the truth. Yes, you will be persecuted because of that. It's not easy. But I believe that God will give you a way of escape in this time. Who are you out there? Are you still hiding? Because it's not going to be easy for the truth right now. It's so easy to say, I don't know, I'm trying to go out like that. All I ask God is, make me bold. Make me hold on to the moment, to the last of the hour. Don't let me punk out. Don't let me stand for what's right and not for what's wrong. I don't care what color you are. You don't deserve to be mistreated. You don't deserve to be killed or murdered for no reason. But the enemy is seeking whom he may devour. And that's killing the truth and the power of what God has called us to be. Pay attention and look up. Know that you're blessed. And whatever you think and whoever told you are, you can make a difference. And you can stand for justice and for truth. Amen. Amen. Definitely. Definitely. Um, if there ever was a time where solidarity needed to come into play, and this was one of the things that the conversation I was telling you about that the young man was having with the, the news reporter, you know, he was like, you know, black and brown brothers need to stand together. This is not the time to be divided, you know, because they're coming at all of us. I remember this was years ago. This is when I was living in Florida. And I remember um, coming, driving across country with my daughter-in-law and the kids. We had flown the kids to Florida already. I went back to Vegas um, to help her pack up her stuff, and we drove a U-Haul across country. And as a woman of color, you know, so I'm used to um, the racial profiling and and how we're perceived and, and, and judged. I did not realize the depth of the prejudice and the racial profiling that Hispanics were under until then. Um, and this was probably back in like early 2000, um, probably about 2001, 2000, 2000. Actually, it was in 2000 because it was um, shortly thereafter was when I lost my son-in-law. So in the year 2000. And so we're, you know, we're driving along and actually Tina was driving at the time and we got pulled over. She wasn't speeding or anything. Um, and, and it was a highway patrol and he pulled us over just to check us out because he saw a Hispanic woman and a black woman and we're in a U-Haul. So, you know, I'm like, 
what did she do wrong? Because she wasn't speeding or whatever. You know, he just, he he was very apprehensive. He had no reason to pull us over. He did. But because he was a highway patrol, he could not ask us to open up the back of the truck. That was the key. So basically they had profiled Tina and thought we were transporting illegals apparently or whatever. So probably about... And 15 miles down the road, it really was a brief period of time. We get pulled over again. Only this time we get pulled over by the Border Patrol. Now, please hear me. And I'm trying to remember where we were. Because where we were, there was no international border anywhere to be found. And I, I'm like, I'm baffled because we it, it was like we weren't in Texas or anywhere like that. And I'm not sure, maybe it was Arkansas or Mississippi, somewhere along um, I-40, okay? And we get pulled over again, only this time it's the Border Patrol. And because it's the Border Patrol, they have the authority to ask us to open up the back of the truck. Now, by this time... Tina's beside herself angry and I'm livid because I'm going, okay, now I'm seeing the profiling and the issue for what it was. You know what I'm saying? And But it was an eye-opener for me, okay? Because, like, I'm trying to explain to him, I'm like, I'm not understanding this. First and foremost, where's the border? <laughs> like, how the heck you have a border patrol and, and we're not bordering another country? That was that was blowing my mind. And here you stopped us twice within a half an hour period of time. And now you want to see inside the truck. So, you know, few choice words. Thank God we didn't go to jail. But, you know, I have a hard time, like, keeping my mouth shut. But anyhow, because <laughs> I definitely expressed how I was feeling at the time. But it what it did was it gave me insight to the prejudices and the injustices that are not just perpetrated toward us as black people. It is definitely perpetrated toward Hispanics as well. In the business that I am in, I am. it is probably 85% more probable that a neighbor would call the police over one of our vendors being at a vacant property if that vendor is black or Hispanic than they are if they're Caucasian. It's like there are deep-seated racisms everywhere in everything. And one of the things that, that my pastor has taught on recently is the fact that God will allow an uncovering. It is not that, like Will Smith said this. Will Smith said racism never left. The difference is now it's being filmed. Now everybody got a phone, everybody got a camera, and so now it's up in everybody's face because it's being filmed. And now every time something happens, every time somebody gets pulled over, as you're getting pulled over, people are turning on their camera on their phone. People on the outside got their camera on and recording. It is just being exposed now. And it's not that it wasn't happening before. This is nothing new. You know, it has been the undercurrent of this country from day one, ever since it got invaded and they mistreated the Native Americans, okay? Okay, there's a reason why they're called Native Americans. How you discover a country when there's already people there? We weren't discovered, okay? It, this country was invaded off the top. 
So if we look at it in the context, in its true context, we recognize this is nothing new. It's just the difference beyond being it being filmed, our children and our grandchildren are not quite as peaceful as our parents or our grandparents. Okay, you, we, we, our parents and our grandparents tried as much as they could to subscribe to the Martin Luther King thing or, or theme of being peaceful. This generation went straight, okay, to Malcolm X and by any means necessary, <laughs> straight out. They're just, they're not having it. And sometimes, and I'm not perpetrating violence in no way, shape, form, or fashion, please hear me, because I do believe in peaceful protest. I don't believe in becoming what we are protesting against. And that's when we get out there, if we get out there and act a fool, then we're no better than the oppressor that we're coming against. So please hear me in that. But at the same time, you recognize that without an insurgence, without an uprising of proportions, okay, then everything just stays the way it's been. And we're at a place right now where it's not going to stay the way it's been. So again, where are we as the body of Christ? We are not the ones that need to be out there burning and looting and shooting and doing all those things that the enemy would try to have us out there doing to say, look what I told you. See, I told you they were savages. See, I told you they didn't know how to act. No, but we do need to rise up and let our voice be heard. And that's my feeling. As a, a member of the body of Christ, I believe that we have to allow our voice to be heard. That's that's just how I feel. That's the that's the way it should be. Said. Every voice should be heard, not necessarily for the worst. We nobody want to hear complaints. Nobody want to hear sour. Nobody want to hear fight. Nobody want to hear kill. We're not trying to hurt anyone. You can't get through to people by hurting anyone, you, by killing someone, however it is. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. That's exactly. That's like what he said. People, losing people for a long time. Just as the, as the movie star said, it's just everybody has a camera. Hmm. Everybody can pay attention. It's not about being angry because of that death. I'm not saying that it doesn't matter because black lives matter. Yellow lives matter. Green lives matter. Orange lives matter. All lives matter. All lives matter. But recognize that. That saying burns me up. Because if it mattered, then it would matter to you. If it mattered, we wouldn't hurt each other. If it mattered, when we get into business, we would entertain each other. If it mattered, we wouldn't come in the store with pajamas on. We wouldn't come in that if it matters because we represent each other as great. Why do we degrade ourselves? Talk down because to each we other. Value we value ourselves. So, so, sis, what you're we, saying right there, the bottom line to that is because we devalue ourselves. If we have value for ourselves, yes, we then yes. we won't carry ourselves in that manner. You know, I'm at work a lot of times, Seth, and I work hard now that I'm in this department. And I'm like, oh, God, why do I have to go through this, Lord? I'm always trying to prove myself. They're not using me. They're misusing me. 
but they're not. Whatever they're doing, they're pulling out the greatness in me, causing me to rise up to the top like current and be the best that I can be. Why do I have to look at this being something negative? This is the time, the hour now, jobs are opening up. You're getting jobs. Man, I've seen this brother in my produce department with his pants sagging, showing his drawers. I went, is this what's coming to? Come on, you guys. What is that really all about? We're going to have another show. You coming with shower caps out the house. You put no mask like you it matters, but it don't. You're just covering yourself with what you think. Who you are. If it matters, why don't we matter to each other first? Mm-hmm. How we represent and how strong we are. I'm I'm so I didn't care. It doesn't matter how you wear your hair. But it does of how you represent. You know, sis, I look at, man, let me tell you something. People, we fighting saying Black Lives Matter, and we really don't know that Black Lives Matter. Stop trying to be mad at white people for what we are causing amongst ourselves. What we're doing to ourselves. White people, they can't treat us no different than what we allow. When you're in a relationship... A man or woman can only treat you what you allow them to treat you. If you think nothing of yourself, they'll treat you like you're nothing of yourself. It doesn't matter if you're in an abusive physical relationship with a man or a woman. I've been there before. I can talk on it. And I realized they couldn't have treated me that way if I didn't allow myself to be treated that way. I said, yep. You know, we say every day, okay, attention all, blah, 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 shoppers. You know, please pay attention to distancing and the arrows of six feet, blah, blah, blah. And the end bull crap line they say is, because we're all in this together. Hmm. No, we're not. Stop playing. This wasn't a time, I understand. And the Bible said, don't condemn a man if he has to steal the eat. Don't be trifling. If we pull together, we all have resources. Each one teach one. But we've been scared of each other for years. Jealous of each other for years. Care of each other for years. But we keep saying black lives matter. We don't matter to each other. We're scared of each other, jealous of each other. We can't hook each other up in businesses. We talk about each other when we get in churches. We have our own clicks. We down to people. You know, we want who is going to be in the circle to make us feel good. Now who's going to tell the truth? And I'm really sad about all of them. I believe a lot of people, I heard a man said the other day, what are we standing for? But we're not going to stand for the truth. What are we here for? Half the people want to just be seen on the internet and TV. They're so grateful they have masks now because nobody knows who they are. Hmm. If you had to really tell people who you are, could you do that without a mask? How many people be standing there? It doesn't matter. You're still standing. Everybody thinks that that's what it's all about. And you know what? 
I hear everybody say all the time, burn that crap down to the ground. Are you serious? Are you serious? It's all about Where did you get lost? It's easy to get lost. I'm not going to lie, there sometimes I'm like, whew. Word of God said, not to the left, nor the right. Keep your eyes stayed on the We're going to talk soon about the mark of the beast. What mark you going to choose? Say we're not going to do it, but where, how far will you go? And you're hidden behind yourself. When you say one thing, you mean another. I've been there before. I just know that when, whatever God is in season, I want. I don't want Him to do without me. Says, Amen. Oh, for real, for real. You know, one we tend to pass judgment on people a little too quickly because we don't know who is going to be put in what type of extenuating circumstance that will cause them to make certain choices in life. You know, Um, like you, we all have choices. We really do. But everybody is not strong enough. Let me put it this way. Everybody is not strong enough to take the stand that they need to stand on because of their fear, if I do this, if I say this, then X, Y, Z can happen to me. And because they walk with that fear factor, they will hold their tongue. They will withhold what, they're, what they would in a different situation react to. And a lot of times, you know, especially in the body of Christ, you know, we're the one entity that, you know, we kill our wounded. <laughs> we don't try we don't try to heal or to pick them up or to encourage them. You know, we done we done did exactly what that officer did and put our knee on their neck and, you know, ostracized them and everything else without even knowing the real story. The biggest thing that we have to do in the body, and especially as leaders, is lead by example. We must lead by example, okay? So if we're going to rise up, and, and I've talked about this before, that in the midst of chaos, that's where leaders are born. That's where leaders are born. You know, one of the greatest British people of with the greatest accolades was Winston Churchill. Had there not been a World War II, you probably wouldn't know who Winston Churchill was. You know, it's like leaders emerge out of wartime. Leaders emerge out of chaos. Leaders, you're going to find some new leaders that are going to emerge out of this unrest. But here's the key. Again, do your research. Don't take people just by face value. Find out who this individual really, really is. You know, like you said a little while ago about the churches being closed and God even doing an uncovering and an unmasking there. He definitely is, definitely has. And you've got a lot of churches that have closed their doors that won't reopen through the quarantine. But what was the heart of the leader? See, that's what you got to look at. 
Because God takes care of his own. If that was of him, he is responsible for what belongs to him. He's not responsible for what you go out there and do on your own. Like you said, people claiming titles and all of that, and they saying it's God and it's not, it's man. But this uncovering is showing all of that. So as a leader in the body, again, if you are part of the kingdom of God and you're in this earth realm, because remember, we've talked about this, you've got dual citizenship. You are first the king of a citizen of God. The kingdom of God before you are a citizen of this earth realm because you were in his kingdom before you came down here to this earth realm. And guess what? When you leave this earth realm, where are you going? Well, that's questionable. I don't know if you, you know what I'm saying? Maybe, <laughs> maybe not. But the key is, is that we have to lead by example. So if we can stand up and be strong, it's like you look at the, at the life of Christ. You know, and I talked about this last week. If you go back, wait, he, he came up. His ministry was in a, an oppressive time, in an oppressive regime. The, the Romans were oppressing the Israelites. And the Israelites were looking for a savior. They were looking for a leader to come back against the Roman Empire, but they weren't looking for salvation for their soul at the time. They were looking for salvation for their physical being. What Christ did, he did liberate them. He was the Messiah. He was the Savior, but he liberated them from that sin nature. But we just think about the transition that happened. Once that liberation came into being, on the day of Pentecost, once the spirit of the living God descended upon those people in that upper room, they were totally different. No longer were they cowering in a room someplace. They were upright speaking boldly, speaking boldly about the kingdom of God, speaking boldly about Christ speaking boldly even about the injustice of the time. They were beaten, they were whipped, they were flogged, and most of them, all of them except for John, was killed. John was the only one that died of natural causes, and even he got boiled, you know, and then excommunicated to the Isle of Patmos. You know, they were willing, though. They were willing to suffer for the cause, and they didn't shut their mouths. And they became the leaders that we know of in the church. So we got to understand, you know, we've got to be willing, yes, to stand up and let our voice be heard. But we also got to recognize and understand there could be a price to pay for that. So before we go off on people that won't speak up and won't do you don't know what situation they are in, and you don't know their state of mind. They may not have gotten to or matured to that place of strength where whatever it takes, they're willing to undergo. See, that's what Christ did. Whatever it took to liberate our souls, whatever it took for us to be reconciled back into the Father, he was willing to go through. And even he had reservations the night before. It was just like, Lord, if this cup could just pass by, okay, if I just, Daddy, if I just don't have to go through what I'm about to go through, you know, can we figure out a different way? Exactly. But the last thing was that surrendering and said, but nevertheless, 
not my will, but thy will be done. We, as if we're rising up as leaders in this hour, we've got to count up the cost, you know, and don't be so quick, again, to point fingers at people that don't want to endure what it will cost them to speak up. They may they just may not be there yet. Maybe there's something they gotta go through. Maybe there's a transition they have to endure. Maybe they have to go through the process. Every one of those apostles had to go through the process before they were bold and spoke up. Because think about they all disappeared once they arrested Christ. All on the John. Amen. 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 I believe that. It wasn't just us. You know, we're showing right now that black men are dying, but it's Hispanic men. Exactly. It's Indian men. It's still um, all kinds of people dying, you guys. People are trying to make it to be free, crossing over the border of Mexico. You probably, oh, I don't care about that. That's their freedom. They're dying. It's not about us, just us. It's about every man, equality. To be created equal, like they say. So it's like, you know, we can't just be caught in the moment and think of it just as us. When we march, we're not just marching for the man to just die. Oh, my God. Is that what we needed? There were so many other awesome people who died for us. Let's do a march for Martin Luther King who died for us. Deal. We treat his birthday as a mockery even right now. Hmm. We go and show our cars and carnivals. We do a step dance. Really? But we're not teaching young kids what he really died for. Hmm. We're not the only ones who died for a car. There were Jews who died, Hispanics who died, Chinese who died. Anytime you try to stand for life, you got, you I'm not telling you that this guy that died didn't matter. What about the others? We killed each other from the Genesis. We had a shootout. I knew a young man. I didn't know him about three weeks ago. Someone knew someone. $5,000, he said about a check. His so-called friend did a drive-by to try to kill him. They killed him for the money. But you say black life. Seemed like that money mattered more than his black life. What are we it's crazy. Do? You know what, Tanya? It's a heart issue. It really is. It's a heart issue across the board, whether it's our people killing our people, whether it's the oppressor trying to oppress us, whatever. It all stems back to it's a heart issue. You know, if your heart is not right, <laughs> then you are going to do things contrary to what would be pleasing in the sight of God. It, that is just a given. It's a given. You know, if we trace it back to the root of the issue, what's going on with your heart? With your heart. You, you know, because if you, you, you can either go out there and talk about things you know what you're talking about, repeating what the news said, and that starts a fire, but you don't really believe in it, and you don't even know what you're talking about, or you can know what you're talking about in each one, each one. It doesn't matter what color you are. You know, you guys, we got to come together. We don't even stand. We fall. 
It doesn't matter. And, and stop lumping everybody into one category. There are good and bad good and bad white Why? people. There are good and bad black people. There are good and bad Latinos. Stop lumping everybody together. That's the key. There's good and bad you know? white people. There's good and bad all kinds of people. Stop lumping us all together. Because there's people that just don't care. They just want to kill people because they're angry and they have nothing else to do. And then there's people that want to make peace. Let's build together, come together, love together, thrive together. Let's worship together. Why do you have to be that before you can uh, worship with the, the Lutheran or the Mormon or whatever? <laughs> come on, guys. You guys divided us. Got religion. That's when you divided us all. Wake up, people. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, for real. You still sleep. You really you know what's going on, but you don't. Know who God is. Know who Jesus why he died. He didn't just die for us, black people. He died for us all. Mm-hmm. So we can there you Amen. 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 We're down to the last two minutes of the show, so I'm going to ask you to pray us out, please. I'm just asking the Heavenly Father right now to send his guidance, his love. I'm asking that you spread amongst all your sons and daughters in the name that you said you would. My sons and daughters will prophesy. I'm asking that you said in your word that my people that are called by my name, that they will humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways and Seek my face, then I will hear from heaven and heal the land. Heal our lands, Lord, because we need mm-hmm. healing. Each individual, yes. individual one of us. Don't put war in our hearts. But if it's war, Father God, let it be the war to fight for what's right, what's just, what's true, what's honest, what's up, what's poor. Father God, let us not spread hate, anger, strife, envy, jealousy, malice. But in the name of Jesus, we speak life and life all of us. We love you guys. We want you guys to know the truth as well as you want to know the truth. That's why we want to keep it real. Listen, spread your suggestions, your comments. If it's negative, I want you to know you can keep it to yourself because we really don't care. But I'm asking this in Jesus' name that we pray. We love you guys. Be blessed. Keep it real. Amen. Amen, amen. Well, you guys, I pray that you are safe this week. Um, I pray that above all else that you would have an encounter with God and his precious Holy Spirit so that he can lead God and direct you along the path that he predestined you to so that you can feel comfortable in your actions, comfortable in doing what you were created for. Not just going along with the okie doke, not just going along with the status quo, but standing up for the real reason you are here. And I just, again, just be safe out there. Be safe from the virus. Be safe from these crazy people that are out there trying to promote civil unrest. Um, just be careful. Be careful and be mindful of what God is speaking in your life and over your life in this hour. Have a blessed week. We'll get back with you, Lord willing. 
Same God time, same God channel next week. We love you guys. Love you. Love you, baby. Love you too. Let's keep it Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.